1: Hello, I'm Jamie Winstone, and this is my greatest night ever. We've had some goodies, <laughs> and I got into the pool first because it was a mega party. We've got my beautiful Princess Julia here. This is the corner of our little mind, isn't it, Julia? We have bougie bitches out here. <laughs> That's like so a miracle. <laughs> it's, so, it's a miracle. <laughs> it's so amazing. Might have been raving to that garage tune in the
2: kitchen. <laughs> <Yeah>, Definitely. <absolutely.
1: laughs> <laughs> Greatest Night Ever, delivered by Zach. Hi, Jamie. Hello, my darling <laughs> Princess <laughs> Julia. I'm very... I'm ecstatic today, actually, because I've got someone who I'm a huge fan of, who I think is super talented and just the most gorgeous man. I've worked with him before. He directed me in a film called Love Pool, a short which was just fantastic. We've got the amazing... Asim Chowdhury in today. <gasps> Really? Yeah, he is just fantastic. I cannot wait for you to meet him. Have you actually met him before? I've never
2: met him, but I'm super excited about meeting Asse, oh I God. must say. He is so
1: brilliant. Obviously, he's got things under his belt like people just do nothing. He's a comedy genius. Um, Jipadichi, in his own right is Haldlow's favourite character. But I am I'm just super intrigued because not a lot of people see this side of him, and which I know because I've I've had the the pleasure of working with him, the side that he is super intelligent and he's super um, feet on the ground, humble as you like, and, and um, an amazing, amazing person just to, to chat to. So I'm I'm buzzing about him coming in today. Well,
2: I'm intrigued now. Yeah. Greatest night ever.
1: Greatest night never. I mean, uh, greatest night never. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong podcast. Greatest <laughs> night ever with Asim Chowdhury. I mean, how lucky are we, babes?
2: We are so lucky. We
1: are so lucky. I mean, he's an amazing. The thing is about Asim that I love is that he's actually gone majorly Hollywood. He's huge and he's so intelligent. And he, whenever you get in the room with him, he's very good at playing it down and keeping it humble. But we can definitely fluff him today because I'm a huge fan and I'm so excited for you to hear about his greatest night ever. Oh yeah. Oh, should we bring him in? Yeah. Get Let's in, get him in. in. Hello, Asim. Asim, Asim. Asim, come on in. <laughs> Let me talk to you about our wonderful sponsor, Zach, the convenience delivery app which delivers drinks snacks essential groceries over-the-counter medicines and much much more in minutes 24 7 it is my absolute go-to whenever i'm in london mid-party when you've run out of chilled champagne or tequila or just simply want snacks and ice cream for your spontaneous movie night with the kids zap has you covered so whether you're having the greatest night ever or a quiet night in download zap today to try for yourself what? Welcome, <laughs> welcome, welcome. I'm super, super excited to have our very, very special guest today, Asim Chowdhury. Thank you so Whee! much for thank coming. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, this
0: set is amazing.
1: Thank you so much. This is the corner of our little mind, isn't it, Julia? It is, yeah. yeah. This is our boudoir, and like we're a, very honoured to have like you a, in
0: here. It's like a fever dream. I like <laughs> yeah.
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's quite trippy. It's
0: like a panic attack, but a nice one. <laughs> you know what I mean? What a got, nice, a nice, bad trip. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: we love <laughs> a, a bad, bad trip. Trip yeah, sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they start bad and they always end nicely. It's always when you're just, finally coming out of as it. As
0: long as you get to the destination, <laughs> yeah. as long as you get to the light at the end of the tunnel. Then don't don't think about the process.
1: Like that, I'm coming up, I'm coming out, I'm coming
0: on. It's all fine. I actually remember one Glastonbury when I was with, I was I saw you and we went down the rabbit hole. And um, I remember there was this geezer right in front of me. You know when you have to crawl and get, and you know, where the nuns were, they're like whipping you. It's mad. And I was like, some geezer was right his arsehole right in my face. And Front of me and as we got out the other end, i was like oh shit it's david beckham i was like right up in Bex's arsehole that was right the near year. the golden balls that was do you remember that year that year yeah, was yeah. mental. mental
1: that yeah. year was when actually brad pitt was in the rabbit hole as well really yes and i was like oh, oh god," chatting so... to some lovely guy yeah. what's the
2: rabbit hole the rabbit yeah. hole is this
1: spot at glastonbury oh, okay. where you crawl through and you basically revealed into this the rave yeah. and you kind oh. of lose you lose days in there you yeah, can yeah. lose days in yeah. there I mean it's very appropriate actually talking about it because it was one of our greatest night ever and I remember I was talking to this bloke going oh god he's, he's, he's a lovely looking bloke but yeah I mean his face is a bit distorted he does look a bit like Brad Pitt <laughs> no. he does look like Brad Pitt and turns out it was oh. fucking Brad Pitt so yes it turns out Brad Pitt is fit
0: do you think Brad Pitt uses that Like you know it's a common saying going well I'm no Brad Pitt <laughs>
1: we go quite way back mm-hmm. as you've just said we met each other at glastonbury mm-hmm. um i don't know if that's where we met no. i think we would have met a few times maybe at enemy Awards or something yeah, like yeah. that me
0: definitely with your
1: beautiful oh. fiance yeah yeah the cutest i remember Aww. just falling in love with you both going oh my god they're just so cute and they're so in love it's Aww, so good so congratulations on your engagement
0: thank you very much and you congratulations thank you at my glastonbury love as well you were telling me but
2: basic. um you've never met right well you've never met no no, no. no i've just you do, from afar. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And really? you're, you're quite a fan, aren't you? Yeah, Justin? I am. Yeah, I am oh, now. Oh. Even
1: more. <laughs> well, you, you've been watching the... you've Because I watched the trailer of Sandman, mm-hmm. and it looks banging. It yeah. looks amazing, actually. Yeah. But it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um, no, it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's pretty mental to be part of something that's, mm. like, 30 years old, like, yeah. in terms of the comic books. Mm. And, I mean, playing Abel from Kane and Abel... Legendary characters, but also biblical characters. Mm, yeah. You know, they're in the Torah, they're mm. in the Quran. And uh, yeah, it was, and also playing alongside Sanjeev Bhaskar, who oh. for me, growing up as a, as an Asian kid in England, goodness gracious me, for me, was like so oh, the yeah. holy grail. Like just seeing someone who looks like you and Doing they it. were allowed to be themselves and be funny. And like mm. before that, we'd have like, you know, the odd shopkeeper in EastEnders. Mm, yeah. And you'd be like, him, he looks like me. But it was like he yeah, had two lines, you know, thank <laughs> you, come again, maybe. <laughs>
1: We met, also, we got the honour to work with each other yes. on an amazing short film that you directed yes. called Love Pool, which yes. was so bloody fun well, to work no, with you. Well, no, thank you
0: for doing because that was amazing. And
1: No, it was great. It was yeah. just such a great experience. And my love for you just
2: grew
0: and grew. Oh, thank it you. It really
1: did, and mm. you're just such an, like talented actor a director you just have so many strings to your bow and it's an honor to have you here
0: thank you very much
1: but thank more excitingly yes. <clears throat> why we are here and why we have you in our boudoir mm-hmm. asim what is your greatest night ever
0: it's such a great question and i really had to think about it because they, they, i could have gone for like the most wildest nights the drunkest nights the just those nights that sometimes were kind of blurry and you forget them. They were so good. No pictures mm, taken. Yeah, I always say that the best nights have no pictures. Yeah, because no you're too busy having yeah, you're just too busy having fun. But I actually went for something that, as I've gotten older and obviously people just do nothing. It started off on YouTube. A bunch of mates. God. I got my camera fresh out of uni. Couldn't get any work. I was broke, hustling like doing. A hundred pound music videos, hood videos, like in car parks, just shit. Doing weddings <laughs> for two hundred quid, like just hustling, right? The hustle was real. The hustle was real. And then one of those little things that we filmed was people just nothing, a little sketch that we put up on YouTube, and um, and, and yeah, the it, it, you know it took off on BBC, and then it, after that it was you know forward ten years, five seasons, a few you know some Baftas, a movie,
1: <laughs> just a couple of Baftas, just a couple yeah. of
0: Baftas, and you know a movie in Japan. And then for me, when I think about the greatest night ever, I actually think about the premiere of of the film when it came out and we were in um, the Odeon and it was, you know, just after COVID. So, you know, it was finally, we did the movie right before COVID hit in mm. Japan. Got home, COVID happened, lockdown. Wow. Had to wait a year and a half for the movie to be released. And the reason why I think it's one of the greatest nights ever for me, it's this feeling of this journey that we've done together as friends. You know, we started something from nothing this huge journey and just the people that were there. You know, my parents are divorced. I think I was maybe 11 or 12. And it's always tough, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you yeah. you kind of want your parents to stay together. And, you know, my dad was a bit of a geezer, a bit dodgy, you know, around Hounslow, a bit of a Del Boy. And, you know, my mom was like this, you know, beautiful woman. And she was like, you know, she was like the gangster's wife <laughs> with the fur coat. So our childhood was very rocky, you know. One day we would have a brand new big TV and the next day we'd have loan sharks knocking at the door. <laughs> so, you know, there was no consistency. Mm. And I remember they used to fight so much, my parents. I hear you on that. <laughs> they used to fight all the time, right? And, I, and I, one of my earliest memories was going out into the garden and getting a, a twig right and wrapping a white plastic tesco bag on it and going into the bedroom <laughs> and waving it around like a peace flag and just being like stop
2: oh stop God. God.
0: so we really you know like so then breaking up was actually the best thing that could ever happen mm. because after that i had a better relationship with both of them yeah. individually and throughout the years you know they don't talk much but they still are parents so they still have to and that night on the premiere you know they were both there oh. and they both there with their children their other you know they my mom's been remarried to another man. Yeah. My dad's remarried. He's got three kids, three sons. My mum's got another daughter who are super young as well, fourteen, oh. like really cute. cute. And they they were all there. Some of my other family members who've been like beefing for years. <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> you can't beef now. You can't. Yeah. So this it was. Is...
0: It was just like this togetherness of like finally being like, look, no matter what our problems are, we're all here to celebrate. Like me and my journey and this, you know, this struggle that we've all gone through together. And you know, mm-hmm. when when you get your wins. Your family are a part of it as well because you've had to sacrifice your time with them. I would have loved to have been there more for them, but you know what it's like when you have to yeah. hustle and you have that that pressure on you from everyone. Everyone looks looks at you yeah. like you're the person now we're we're kind of kind of relying on, and it's a lot of pressure.
1: Yeah, the pressure is real, and also spending a lot of time in this industry, you get to, you have to go away a yeah. lot of time. I know I've certainly left Raymond a couple of months on end, and it's yeah. heartbreaking. But you know to share that moment with them at the end result. Mm-hmm you know, even if they don't like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be nice to do something that my son can actually watch one day. Yeah. But um, definitely not watching Kid Oldhood. Yeah. <laughs> never. Um, but, you know, it's, it is. It's it's that journey of them seeing, and I certainly had it with my dad what, growing up and Course. going, wow, well, you know, like, I realised why he was away and yeah. putting dinner on the table. And, yeah. you know, that, that thing of, that you said about, you know, waving the, the, the flag for me like it was always making a game of right hiding from the tax man cuz you know if you didn't if you didn't hide from the tax man did you really grow up on a council estate in london what? like <laughs> no you did not i'm sorry but so you yeah. know it's it's so beautiful to hear that that this is actually your greatest night ever to I... know that you have you had your family and your friends watching something that you've worked so hard on and yeah. achieved something so massive mm-hmm. So where was this? This was at the Odeon. It was at the
0: Odeon, I think, Leicester Square. Woo! Jeez! And um, it was... uh, But it was quite a closed event. It wasn't open to the public. It was just... But it was so much of our family and friends. Mm. And it was just like... First, I was like... You know that old Seinfeld thing? Worlds colliding. Keep your different friends groups separate. Because you're like... Then you start getting anxious. Like, oh, my God, he's going to hate him and she's going to hate her. And all this stuff. But it was the most wonderful night. And it was literally like... My parents there talking to each other. My stepmom was there, you wow. know, talking to my, and it was just like all oh, my best friends from Hounslow, the boys I grew up with, mm-hmm. and my uni mates, and obviously that's, so
1: that's what I was going to ask all it the just, different groups together. All, so and and actually just appreciating what you've done, yeah, because like you did put a certain scene on the map there single handedly, like your journey with. Chapardig and corrupt FM. Just, I've never seen anything like it. Have you? You've seen? Have you seen much of it, Julia? I've seen bits of it. It's so incredible to put something like that. That's so sort of precious to our our upbringing, like pirate radio station and and that scene of music and just even the title. People just do nothing. Yeah, you Mm. know, and and actually like. Yeah, people just do nothing in that, but it was just so something to us growing up. Yeah,
0: it, I mean the the, the title's quite ironic because it's like when you when you look at it, it's like people just do nothing. If you watch the episodes, there's always some mad shit going on, like your buddy's running around trying to get egg boxes, trying to soundproof the studio. Steve's just trying to do this. There's a lot of shit going on, but if you look at it, like there's nothing happening. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing fucking nothing, right? They're these bums sitting in a pirate radio station, just, just like running, emceeing, skunk. just spunning zoots, <laughs> yeah. and they've got they've got fuck all to do with their lives. But the thing is, to them every day is crazy and yeah. they are content in their little world and that's what yeah. it was like growing up you know when you're in, mm. you're in your little bubble you don't give a shit about the outside world no you don't care about celebrity and status you are your own celebrities within that little ecosystem mm. that you created So and, true. and it was a subculture you know it was you know rude boys chavs freshies you know all this stuff they were all together though we all coexisted together
1: When the genius of that in the film I mean obviously this is about the greatest night ever and that that how that was for you but also the genius of the parallels in you know having this night uh, sh- you know sharing what you've worked on with all the other with the boys mm-hmm. and and the rest of the cast of Big in Japan mm-hmm. the parallels of I can't imagine how that must have felt for you sitting there watching it with all your boys who you grew up with all the cast that you'd worked amazingly with your family and your friends and and your mum and dad Especially them being separated and having them in the same room watching what you've worked on. Yeah. But also seeing on screen this journey portrayed, because it's sad when I watched it, you know, it was kind of like, oh, I'm not ready to say to goodbye. Say goodbye yeah. I'm not ready to say goodbye to these characters mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. There's something really powerful and clever that you do, that you wrap it up and you kind of like expose to Pedagy's, like worst traits and then kind of bring him back to be this hero. Yeah. Because it's it's beautiful and it kind of like you get choked up at the end. Yeah. Get really choked mm. up. How did you feel watching that like knowing what you've been through on this journey?
0: It it, it was definitely emotional. I think you know the journey of Working with your mates, and it's not easy working with your mates. You know, they're, they're your mates for a reason because.
1: I can now keep a straight face up, so.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it is hard as well, because our thing on set is to crack each other up. So it's not, I don't really care about the whole cast and crew, but I'm trying to make Steve's crack up.
1: Was there any tears on the night? Because obviously, like, there's watching it and that those nerves and. I can't imagine the atmosphere in the room.
0: Yeah, it was it was definitely emotional. Yeah, It was definitely a few tears shed that night. And um, it was also just the madness of the night because there was so much going on. There were so many different people. Like, I was overwhelmed. I was like, shit, it's my uncle. Shit, it's my auntie. It's my mum. It's my dad. It's my sister. It's my brother. It's my best friend. It's this and that. And it was quite funny, actually, because my my mum and my dad were going around being like, we always knew he'd be a star, <laughs> which, which was bullshit, which was bullshit. They were like, literally like, get a job, you bum. What are you doing with that camera? They did not get it. And like, even when I went, wanted to do media studies, they were like, oh, he just wants to dos. He doesn't want to do like a proper, yeah. proper thing. Because back yeah. then as well, you know, if you're telling them to do media, so they're like, what the fuck? We're well, watching TV. You know, that's get not a a, yeah, get, get a, a job, job. get yeah. a proper job. So they were, you know, they definitely weren't fans at the beginning, but over the years, they became, you know, a bit more, and they were obviously mm-hmm. trying to take credit for it. We always knew, you know, we did again. I actually remember my 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 fiance was with them, and she, they were both like kind of patting each on the back, saying, "We did a really good job with them, didn't we?" I was like, "No, <laughs> oh, full of shit." You yeah, know? they did do a really good they job. Did, with they they did, did, they did. But yeah. I mean, you know, but a lot of it was, um, I think, because I got left alone to my own to my own devices. devices. So I wasn't, I didn't have that pressure in school. I left school with like, you know, two GCSEs. I just, I've had so much fun in school. I just used to smoke weed. My thing in school was going to school, flirt with the girls, smoke weed, bunk. I just didn't take it seriously at all because I wasn't mm. an academic and I'm still not. I was a creative kid. I kind so, of feel the same. Do you know what I mean? So did the same. I, <laughs> ins- instead of like, you know, doing all that stuff, I even though I was bit, a bit of a shit, I mm. was still going home and making little music videos and making songs and all that. I was still creative, but they, see, they saw it as, oh, he's fucking around. But like nowadays I think you look at a kid if someone is doing that as like, you know, we had a whole album by year seven.
2: My thing is is like you, know, yeah, do the thing that you really love doing yeah. and see where it takes you. Because yeah. I I am a great believer of putting that yeah, you know, energy in. Yeah. I'm going back to it. Oh, she's getting her freedom ball <laughs> out. Me, get get me the
0: crystals crystal. out. Mm,
2: she's <laughs> no, actually missed you know, it meg on Tuesday. No, I'm not, I'm
0: not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: fashion icon i hope you know
0: well me not i mean chabadi is yeah but not me I, so, I i i try i kind of i have to be no, quite
1: always mm. cut a very stylish look when i see you out i mean babe, I'm just, yeah I on mean, the red carpets darling yeah i mean you i have to good. i
0: have to play it down a little bit because your so mental Yeah, no. he's just always wearing like leopard <laughs> no, skin he and... is
1: legendary fashion yeah. status mm. um but what did you wear to the premiere what did you wear to your screening
0: oh god you know what
1: I was it a nice relaxed suit
0: no it wasn't actually it was a, it was a it was a kind of a turtleneck and a blazer situation See? when turtleneck. you're a bit when you're a bit of a girthier guy, sometimes shirts't <laughs> always the best option a nice kind nice of turtleneck, turtleneck jumper gorge. hides a bit of the love handles you know and you just feel a little bit more comfortable yeah. I've definitely had those those days when you get a few uh, button poppings. Yeah. You sit down, you kind of like, you take someone's fucking (laughs) eye (laughs) out. You know what I mean? So a a nice jumper can just tuck all that away. tuck it all away.
1: Yeah. Feeling suave. Yeah, exactly. So after the screening, did you have a like, a Party, party. We did. And it was
0: quite funny actually because we were kind of there and just chatting and everything. But I was kind of waiting for some of my family to go because then we could get really you could kind go, of go like, in hard. yeah, we could get really going hard, and the kids as well. Because it were, you know, my little sister was there. Yeah. My little sister's fourteen, and my little brothers oh, are 14, mm. 16, and nineteen.
1: Oh my God, you're like the best older brother ever.
0: I mean, it, it, it's it's amazing actually having them around because because they're from the same area. Obviously, we have you know same mums and same dads kind of thing. A lot of the stuff they're they're going through, I've been through, and sometimes because their parents are older. Even though when my parents had me, they were young parents. My mom had yeah. me. And my, my sister both by the age of 20, 19. right
1: okay That's you know young council estate
0: girl and Ealing you know it was like a really and, and then you know I look back and I think like a lot of my a lot of the things my parents said, they got wrong right fair enough you put your hands up they got they got stuff right but they got a lot of stuff wrong but I look back and I think fucking hell they were kids. No. Yeah, like they would uh, Imagine ma'am. being twenty and having no. two kids and a mortgage. Like, I was literally a fucking idiot when yeah, I was twenty. Yeah, no, it's terrifying. <laughs> I was just smoking weed and just wanking. No, completely like, that was my life. <laughs> I, had no, I had no fucking clue what winging
1: I was doing. Winging it, winging yeah, it at life. Winging it, like
0: no idea what I was doing. So
1: now you're so you go right. go back,
0: and now it's almost like they've got a second shot because now they're kind of older and they've got these kids and. It's kind of sweet and sad at the same time cuz you see them doing stuff with their kids now which they kind of should have done with me and my sister. Yeah, but mean, we're it's... also playing those paternal roles for our little brother and yeah. sister. But seeing them that night was amazing as well because they look up at me and they and and I like I was talking about Sanji from Sandman, right? And you know other amazing South Asian role models we have as well, you know Riz Ahmed and people like this and you mm. you look at them and you're like Man, like, if they can do it, we can do it. Yeah. Mm. Like, if you want to be it, you have to see yeah. it, right? Yeah, mm. 100%. So they're right there with me every day, and I'm trying mm. to influence them, and it's hard for these, these generation of to kids... To see because,
3: that.
0: ...because of lockdown as so well. I do feel for them. Like, they lost... Same. Two years. Of
1: their rave, their important rave mm. years. Those
0: years. Imagine we lost oh, them. Oh, no,
1: no, no. No,
3: I mean, being 15,
0: 16, I was actually going to, you know pick one of another option for my greatest night ever was my 15th birthday party in Hounslow in a pub oh. which was a proper rave and <laughs> it got and I shared it with these two girls who I used to fancy as so well I fancied both of them Living
1: the dream and boss it, life
0: and one of the girls had the same birthday as me so it was like that was another great night for me. But yeah. I, I couldn't imagine no. not having those years yeah. No
1: we're lucky and I, I, I feel are. for my little sister she lost sort of Last two years, she's only just turned 21. Same mm-hmm. sort of age gap between yeah. me and my little sister. Mm-hmm. And they've had a completely different upbringing to us, you know, yeah. in terms of social media and everything, the exposure they get or need and or feel like they want. Mm.
0: Even just doing some stupid shit for when you were like... I remember when I was when I was 15 as well, we did all-nighters in, in Hounslow Heath and we would stay out all night in the woods and light fires and <laughs> s- drink and smoke weed and then we'd jump yeah. on the night bus and go to Heathrow and then because it was freezing, so we'll go to Heathrow and just sit in Heathrow for. Oh, <laughs> like, but yeah, I I mean, yeah. No, so that we used to, and we used to build stuff as well in the heat, because you know I'm, I'm from Hounslow mm. and my school was Heathlands and it was called Heathlands because it was a massive mm. heath behind the school okay. like a huge and we used to bunk as well because you would just run into the heath and no one will know where you are. But we I remember one oh. summer, you know, one of them just stupid long summers that feel like. A year, you know, when you're younger, and the summers mm, feel go like on forever. Amazing. End up forever. A, a golf course, and the, yeah, and they're amazing. And I remember we, um, you know, when people dump their sofas on the, you know, <laughs> just on the street, we started collecting all these sofas on the streets and taking them back. Den, to heat, and We created a den. Oh my, we, oh my god,
1: the Lost Boys. Yeah,
0: the Lost Boys. And I remember we, um, we, we put, we found an old Christmas tree and we put a Christmas tree right in the middle of it. And for for decorations, we put like condoms and druggie bags like oh <laughs> as a, a what do you call them like um on the ball christmas balls. Tree. yeah ball balls. <laughs> it was that
1: like,
2: like condom- the jumble christmas tree now <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. i love <laughs> that idea of invention yeah. do, do you feel like you're continually like your imagination just seems continually expanding expanding and like uh, making know, the most of every situation
0: i think that's a great question because i think that's one thing that you never run out of is creativity yeah you know someone's like oh like let's just say someone nicks your idea it happens right especially in comedy you know it's happened to me quite a long time a lot of times but it's not like oh that's it now i haven't got any more ideas i think the more you use your creative brain i think the more creative you become yeah
3: as a person with a very deep voice i'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns but a deep voice doesn't sell b2b and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell b2b either so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: So you had a bit of a party after your greatest yes. night ever. Yes. Um, how did you wrap it up? And when you laid in your bed that night, like, yeah. how was you feeling?
0: You know what? When I got when I got back home, I was with my fiance and we were lying down, and I think I said to her, I think I said that might be the greatest day of my life, the greatest night of my life, because it wasn't the most drunk, it wasn't the most fun, it wasn't the most wild. Yeah, I've had a lot of wild nights. Yeah, you really have crazy fucking nights. Like, (laughs) and I love that. I love that I've lived. Yeah, I love that I've lived. You know, I love that we've all lived. I love we can have those nights where it's so blurry and so fucked up, you can't even remember what happened. (laughs) Right. I love those nights but what do they actually mean i'm not saying they're meaningless but no. this felt like a real moment of clarity for me and it felt like mm-hmm. a moment where i could say okay you know i think goodbyes and endings are the hardest things in the world like i'm terrible like even i was just in norway for seven weeks doing this film and you know obviously you're with someone for seven weeks you know what it's like jamie you create a family oh, right and it's yeah, very do. hard for us you know when you're working with this group you create, and there was children as well on set. And it was like, you yeah. know, they become like, they remind me of my brothers and my sisters. Oh. I became so protective and lovely with them. And, and at the end, you have to say goodbye and you're gone. And that's it. Mm. And that's it. And you move on to another family. And it, it's really heartbreaking. So sometimes it's good to have that closure, that clarity and that feeling of exhaling. Like, that's what I felt like it was. It was like this whole moment, I was taking all of this stuff in. And then there was a moment of clarity where I was like, mm. okay, there's closure here. My mum and my dad are like proud of me and they're happy and they're not fighting. And I don't have to get the, fucking flag out and oh, you know oh it felt God, like uh not... you know and th- it was almost a role reversal because i do think that you know your parents look after you but there is a, a there is a clear a, a changing of the guard i actually remember there was this moment at my little sister's birthday and i had i had all my family around again my mum and dad came again so again that it opened up my family as well because since then we've all met again together and this has not happened for 10 15 years maybe but now like so this was a few months ago it was my little sister's birthday and we put on this my fiance did so much work and it was our new house all my family came and this was a really sad moment for me because i love my camera stuff because you know i study film so i've got cameras and i'm a bit of a deckhead as (laughs) everybody would say i love my (laughs) deck so i had my video camera and i was going around and filming everyone right and filming everyone and doing this and that and then I remember like just seeing my dad and my dad looked a bit, not off, but a bit sad. And then I was kind of like analyzing it later. And then, and I realized that that's what my dad used to do in the family events. That was his role. The guy, remember your dad would go around with a big video camera, hello. Say hello to the camera (sighs) filming. But now he was, it was the changing of the guard. It was my house. It was my camera. It was the handover. And he, he was proud, but I could see there was this sense of, I'm not, I'm not the man anymore. Chabadie's kind of based on my dad, right? Yeah. And I remember we were walking... When I was a kid, one of my... I'm sure you can relate to this as well with your mm-hmm. old man. So, like, my dad was a bit of a hood celebrity, right? A bit of, you know, a geezer around the man. Everyone knew him. He had, like, an Indian restaurant, a minicab office, and an internet cafe all on the same parade. Yes! Wow, <laughs> was like, well done. Yeah, little little Tony, <laughs> Sop- Tony Soprano of Hounslow, right? <laughs> and I remember when I was a kid, we used to walk down the Hounslow High Street and it would take us fucking hours because every other step someone would come up to him. Oh, Chaudhry Saab, shake his hand. They would chat for 10, walking down the other street. Oh, cause he was just such a don, everyone knew him. He used to help everyone, right? Mm. And then I remember like, a, you know, a couple of years ago, we were walking down the Hounslow High Street and fans were coming up to me. Chabadi, Chabadi, can I get a pitch, can I get yourself? And my dad said, he goes, bloody hell, nobody knows me yeah. anymore, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but it,
0: it wasn't sad but he, he goes up to people and he but, goes because he's super and now well.
1: it's like oh I'm the Paddy <laughs> T's dad he does got,
0: <laughs> my dad my dad's one of the most sweetest most charming guys so in the sweet. world he will go up to someone like if we were in this restaurant right now he'll just go up to a table and he goes hey you know my son and they'll be like he was like, yeah, it's Shabani G. He started <laughs> oh, Googling me no, and showing so, people. So that's
1: amazing. Proud. That's being proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's important yeah. that as well, you know, the the proudness. And mm. oh, it's kind of like oh, so really rocks me. Yeah. this actually. Thank yeah. you so yeah, much. Yeah, that's
0: why that's why I picked this as my greatest night ever, because it meant so much for me in terms of family and in terms of, you know, even just that power switch, that role reversal, the the pressure of being this person that you've become. And mm-hmm. it's almost like the, um, it's almost like you don't want it, right? Like, this is going to sound super cheesy, but like, mm. you know, I was watching, come have, on, you, seen, like have you seen June? You know, June? Yes. Right. You know, that epic, you know, film yeah. with uh, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. And there was this great quote in it. it this is going to make me sound like such a wanker. Oh, come on. But Do it was like, it was something like, like, great leaders don't want to lead. They answer the call to lead. So, like, me, I don't want to fucking lead anything. I don't want to be the guy who everyone's relying on. Mm. But sometimes you just have to answer the call to lead. <laughs> and the great great leaders are like that. Yeah. They're not going, I want to be number one, I want to be the leader. They just, everyone looks at them and goes, what should we do?
1: What are you manifesting right now, Asim?
0: Um, okay, well, I'm, this was a great question, you know, and I've been thinking about it a lot, actually, because I've been away for so long, you know, in, in seven weeks in Norway, it's actually made me kind of put things into perspective. I mean, one thing I would say about when you go away for quite a while, I'm sure you guys can relate, you kind of <laughs> you kind of look back in, into your life that's happening like on Instagram or whatever, and you're kind of going like, this is what it will be like if I died. <laughs> 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 everyone's just fucking getting on with their lives.
1: Everybody's thought about their funeral, and, guys. Everybody's, like, everybody's like, done it, nobody everyone, talks about it.
0: But, but in a more serious way, like everyone's fine. And I know that sounds quite morbid, But one of my fears is always, like, if anything happens to me, what's going to happen to my people? What's going to happen to my mum, my dad, my fiancé, my little sister, my little brothers? Like, are they going to be okay? And I know it sounds weird, but, like, being away for that long and looking into that, I'm like, they're going to be fucking fine. Mm. They miss you, that's fine, but they will be okay. So, like, there was this needing to, wanting to be needed right or needing to be needed mm. which i think is not healthy because i think it's like almost quite controlling
1: it's almost like i
0: need you to need me you know mm. oh you, you no no you can't cope without me it's like yeah. no actually shut the fuck up mm. they they can cope they're fine they're strong mm. you know stronger than you think they are so i think for what i'm what i'm manifesting is that it's just to kind of let go a little bit more and um, feel a bit more secure in myself and in other people and, it, and, the, and the ability of other people being okay and not always having to feel like I have to be there for everyone all the time, 24-7.
1: Princess Julia, what are you manifesting well, right now?
2: Well, oh, after listening ball. to you and all the wonderful stories you have and your experiences, I am manifesting the art of being grounded.
3: <sighs> Very good. And
2: I've really taken that away with me from the things that you've talked about yeah. your family, your chosen family mm-hmm. is really, really important. I'm choking up now because I want to say it's very sort said. of no, no. emotional. Yeah. And it was just the it the thought really of you at your premiere with all those people around you that yeah. are so important to you mm-hmm. really sort of touched me. Oh, thank you. I just, um,
1: I'm so grateful um, just to wrap up on what I am manifesting right now. Yeah. I am manifesting to keep on this lovely, amazing, amazing, amazing. amazing. So it's Sean Connery, then.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it is, it's the grounding, it's connecting yeah. with family, but it's also to sort of, I'm manifesting... Um, our new energy and to move into this new world that I think we're entering into. Yeah, we're, we're going to go and have a proper, like, love-off cry over you now, <laughs> basically. <Yeah. laughs> I I'm love you so much. Thank home. you. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just simply following you home. you
0: adopt
2: me? I <laughs> 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 could be some, like, weird you, art
0: that's come could, along. Yeah, you could live with me and Cain and Abel in the, in the House that. of Mystery.
2: Yeah, um, I love
1: you. Yeah. Thank you so oh, much. Thank
0: you, Jamie. Thank you. Jamie.
1: Epic. Jamie Winstone's Greatest Night Ever has been delivered to you by Zap, the on-demand convenience delivery app. My co-host and iconic sister-in-arms is Princess Julia. The series was created and produced by my partner in crime, Mr. Rupert Fowler. Our original artwork is by cartoon extraordinaire Jamie Hewlett. And our theme music is by the cosmically major Remy Mazette. This podcast is part of the ACAST Creator Network. I'm Jamie Winstone, and this has been my greatest night ever.
0: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news: Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, where all the music plus top podcasts included with your prime membership.